Well, hello, teachers, and welcome back to another episode of the Teaching Middle School ELA podcast. Happy Tuesday. Caitlin here with you guys, if you're listening oh. on a Tuesday. Yep, along with Jessica. Hi, everybody. Um, we're excited to talk about writing. We love writing. And this episode is all about how to just really get your students engaged and excited at the beginning of a writing unit. You know, something that actually works, that we've used a lot of the strategies that we're going to share with you. Um, just time and time again, these are tried and true ways to get kids excited. Because I think a lot of the times, you know, when we do introduce writing or we talk about writing, there's just this feeling that a lot of teachers themselves, you know, if we're being honest with ourselves and students have about writing, that it's just like, oh, I got right. or I got to teach writing. Do you want to talk yeah. about for a second? Yeah, they, students and teachers alike kind of dread it, right? Because oftentimes there's no direction to it. It just seems like this daunting task ahead of them. Students are like, I don't know what to write. Teachers may not know how to teach it. And then it's like, I have to grade all those essays that don't have focus, right? <laughs> so it's just kind of like this thing you want to avoid, but we can't avoid it, right? We have standards we have to meet. So let's step into it. Let's embrace it. And we're going to give you some strategies to get students excited about writing and give you a game plan for at least introducing writing to your students. Yeah. And so what um, we're going to talk about really stems from our lesson planning framework or EV mm -hmm. lesson planning framework, if you will. And we really believe in kind of this three-part framework where you have your into lessons, which is which are your lessons or your lesson singular that gets your students engaged, gets them excited while you are introducing this new topic or this new text or this new unit to your students. So the whole purpose of that first initial lesson or lessons is to get them engaged and introduce the topic. Really like that's kind of your intention for that type of lesson. And then when you move into your through lessons, that's where your rigor really starts to come in. You know, what standards are you really hitting on? What activities are you doing? And the through is where students start to apply and, or, and understand those standards that you're covering within your particular unit. And then the beyond part of the framework, do you want to cover that? Because I just keep talking. Sure. So the <laughs> is where students apply what they've learned in the through lessons. And so they're, think of it as like, they're taking what they've learned, but taking it a step further, right? So maybe that's an essay they're writing or a project they're doing, but it's showcasing their knowledge of the entire unit. And we love this framework, the Into Through Beyond. It's how we plan all of our lessons. We actually just spent this last weekend with our teachers, our EB teachers doing our EB experience um, batch planning live where they learned how to create into through and beyond lessons. So we're giving you all the details today on the into lessons that you can use with your students. Yeah. For so your again, writing unit specifically, yeah, like specifically. specific writing mm -hmm. unit uh, into lessons for you to take into your classroom and use to build that engagement as you first introduce these new writing topics into your classroom. Right. So we know it's this time of year, a lot of teachers are getting into expository writing, right? You've got maybe state testing coming up. So you want to hit that writing style. So you've got compare and contrast or problem solution, cause and effect, descriptive, you know, the, the drill. And then there may be even persuasive writing or argumentative writing. So the activities we're going to talk about today are perfect for those styles of writing. They can be used with others, but like, this is where they're going to have like the most effect. You're going to yes. get the biggest bang for your buck. Mm -hmm. So for expository writing, we like to use what we call investigation trails. So let's pretend you're doing an expository writing assignment specifically on cause and effect. Well, before you even have your students write a cause and effect essay or learn a writing framework for that style, they need to know about actual causes and effects. They need to know how to 
find those in texts that they're looking through, right? So that's where the investigation trail comes in. So we actually set up different stations around the room. And we're not going to get into all the details of an investigation trail. That's like a whole other podcast mm -hmm. episode. But we have different stations around the room where students are working with a partner and they're reading simple statements. It might be a cause. And then they're given four choices and they have to determine what is the effect of that cause. And then depending on what answer they choose, you know, it's multiple choice. They're directed to move on to a different station where they do another activity. They're given a cause, they have to find the effect, or maybe they're given the effect and they have to find the cause, you know? Um, and so they work their way through the different stations around the room. But if they miss one of those multiple choice answers, they're actually sent back to a station they've already been to. And they're like, oh no, I, I did something wrong. And they have to go back and figure it out. So it can be kind of a frustrating activity, but it's a really, really good one because it forces them to slow down and really analyze the causes and effects. And that's what we want them to be able to do before they go write a cause and effect essay. So investigation trails are awesome. We use them on a lot of our writing units with our own teachers in our EB writing program. Yeah. Specifically for expository, like they lend themselves so well to those different types of expository essays when you're introducing those topics. Um, so I love the investigation trail. I just think that's a fantastic activity. Now, if we're looking at something like persuasive writing, you know, persuasive writing, when you get into persuasive and argumentative, that can definitely be fun, right? Mm -hmm. Because now we can play into the fact that our students have certain strong opinions about things, right? Which is a good thing. We want to have, teach our students how to have good discourse with, with each other when we're talking about persuasive and argumentative writing. So one of the things that we do for persuasive writing for the into lesson to get students excited about this writing style is we do speed debating with persuasive writing. And it's not just like, you know, one student is arguing for shorter school days and the other one is arguing for longer school days. We actually have students include, you know, ethos and pathos and logos in their argument or their persuasion rather for their position that they are persuading their classmate of. And so it's not like they're just taking a position willy-nilly. They are actually using, you know, a strong rhetorical um, device in that capacity to lead into persuasive writing. So it's like you're introducing those rhetorical devices beforehand and then moving into that speed debating activity, which sets them up for a lot of success when they have to start incorporating ethos, pathos, et cetera, into their actual persuasive essays. So that one's always really fun. Heated, you know, heated debates can come for up. Sure. Speed debating. And that one does take some prep. So just keep that in mind, right? You want to have your topics settled on ahead of time, or even have your students give you ideas for topics, then they'll really be interested in debating <laughs> them, right? So we have them set up ahead of time. We make little tents to put on desks. We have our, you know, our chairs set up in two circles. We have a little card for students where they're marking when they hear the ethos, the pathos, the logos with from their partner. So it's like intentional. We're not just like Caitlin said, one day doing a speed debating activity because we want it to be worthwhile for when they go write their persuasive essay. Exactly, exactly. And then the final activity we're going to share today for an into activity when you're teaching argumentative writing in particular, this is an awesome activity. We've talked about it on the podcast before, but we are obsessed with it. And that's using like whodunit mysteries. So we love to give our students um, a very, very short, like mystery experience. We have like this whodunit, we call it the bountiful case mystery of where Mrs. Bountiful comes home from a party and she's found that her husband is lying 
unconscious next to the swimming pool. What happened to him? And there's all these clues in the text as well as in an illustration that we provide students. So students get in groups, they're little detective agencies. They have to figure out what happened to Mr. Bountiful. Was this an accident or you know, was there some foul play there? Mm -hmm. And they have to use evidence from the text and from the picture to support their claims. They have to come up with counterclaims. They have to come up with premises. They're, like I said, using that evidence. So they're doing all the components of an argumentative essay, but they are having so much fun. I guarantee if you do a lesson like this with your students, a whodunit activity, they are gonna beg you for more. Yeah, well, they, they do. do. I mean, our teachers like, they tell do. us. Our teachers yes. tell us, like, we just finished the Bountiful case. What other ones do you have? Because they're so good. And so you can even, well, one, one thing I want to just point out that Jessica just mentioned is what's great about this activity for argumentative specifically is that students are required to come up with a counterclaim. And these mm -hmm. types of whodunit activities make that kind of a lot easier for students to create a counterclaim to then, you know, poke holes in, et cetera, to support their original claim. So that is just a really important differentiation between, you know, persuasive and argumentative that you want to keep in mind is to make sure that you do have claim and counterclaim in that initial into lesson activity with your students when introducing this writing style. And what is the name of the the website um uh where they can get more pic other pictures it's not a website but it is a book that you could purchase on amazon um it's called crime and puzzlement and you right. can find other short stories where you can do this activity on repeat with your students but it makes it so great i'm just thinking about this because if you tell your students like okay today we're doing argumentative writing we're going to know about claims and counterclaims you're going to have kids like I have to go to the bathroom or tuning out or like they're done. Oh, yeah. But if you're like today we are solving a murder mystery and like they're still doing the same work, but oh my goodness, the engagement skyrockets with yes. this. Like you yeah. have to give this a try if you haven't done it already. And we actually have this resource available for yep. you. Kate, you want to share details? Yeah, absolutely. So our detective, it's called the Walter Bountiful case, and it's a part of our detective mystery lesson. We have the, the into lesson ready for you to start using before you introduce argumentative writing. If you go to ebacademics.com forward slash detective lesson, we'll include that link in the show notes for you as well. You can just grab this great lesson for free and start using it, you know, tomorrow if you're teaching argumentative writing. It literally is that easy, like print and teach, or it's a we have a digital version too. So you can, you know, assign it on Google Classroom, click it out there and, and you're good to go. So it's really fun. And we'd love to know what you think about it if you do use it with your students. Especially if you use it um, remotely, because we've had a lot of teachers had great success with this. Like they get into character and they have all these props and it like they said it's their best remote lesson of the year so yeah well Fraulein one of our EV teachers did like this whole she recorded herself on zoom and she I guess you can make your zoom black and white while it records right. and I didn't know that and she wore like this detective cap uh -huh. and it set this whole really cool scene in the video before that students had to watch before they started doing the activity together virtually and it just builds the excitement and that anticipation and that engagement but it is also still rigorous, you know, right. that whole premise, you cannot have fun without rigor. And it's really hard to have rigor without that engagement to keep our students excited about learning. So some great activities to use. Yeah. So we hope you walk away from this, you know, with ideas of how to actually get your students excited to start writing and give one of them a try. It's all about taking action and seeing how it goes with your students. Yes. All right. Well, we hope you guys are doing well and we will see you next week on the podcast. Again, if you use this detective lesson with your students, please feel free to tag us on Instagram at EB Academics so we can see what you are up to in your classrooms. Have a great week, everybody. Bye.